Welcome back to the Inner Journeys Outer Adventures podcast. I'm your host, Corey Jacobson. Today, what I want to talk about is less about optimization, more about what actually is going to change your health and change your life. Um, so I think with social media, everybody's looking for the next hack, the next supplement, the next thing that is going to magically make you a healthier person or feel better or look better. And the truth of the matter is, there are really three things that is going to change how you look and feel. That is sleep, that is exercise, and that is diet. The things you put in your body, how you push your body and challenge it, and then high quality sleep, like actually getting sleep. People that run off three, four hours of sleep blow my mind because I don't understand how you function as a person if you're only getting three to four hours of sleep every single day. When you could be feeling so much better and functioning so much better, when you sleep seven to eight, even if it's just seven, seven hours is a great spot to be. Um, so rather than focusing on supplements, the next big supplement, magnesium or fish oil or whatever, while they are important, they is not the end all be all for your health. It will not make or break you if you are taking or not taking those supplements. Red light therapy is another new one that's coming out that's everybody's raving about and like everybody's trying to buy these new red light therapy panels and they're trying to improve their skin health which they will do <laughs> trying to improve their mitochondria by showing red light on their body there are better things to do than sit in front of a red light cold tubs while i do cold tubs and i love the way i feel when i'm in them is not the most important thing for you to do so all these other health hacks out there screw them all Focus on the big three, which is sleep, exercise, nutrition. If you can nail those, you're going to feel better as a person. So let's talk about sleep. If you went from five hours five hours of sleep to seven hours of sleep, five hours is essentially sleep deprivation. You're depriving yourself of sleep if you're only getting five hours of sleep every single night. Now, there are some outliers out there where people can actually normally function and feel good off five hours, but that's a very small percentage. That's like one to five percent of people out of the billions of people in, in the world. So don't think that you're that magical person. Lacking sleep makes it harder for you to concentrate. It takes longer to react to, to things. It's almost like if you were drunk. So if somebody threw a ball at you, and if you were drunk or if you're sleep deprived, it's gonna be the same result. You're gonna get hit in the face. Um, it, it increases, sleep deprivation increases the difficulty of reasoning through difficult tasks. Um, so if you have to have a lot of thought in a, in a task that you're doing, if it's not just a task you've done a million times, like pick up a water bottle, if you have to reason, if you have to use logic, if you have to think through your response and how you are doing something, sleep deprivation is going to make it so much harder to actually do those things and in your mind to function how it should and how it can. Um, if with sleep loss, it leads to challenges at work and in daily life. So work, school, daily life, these are all things that you actually have to think through and, and utilize your brain to its full potential. So if you're not sleeping enough, you're going to be impacting how you learn, how much you can learn, and your memory. Um, if you don't get enough REM sleep, it's going to be really hard to recall what you learned the other day. So it's especially important if you're in school, like you need to be sleeping a lot to create the memories and re remember and recall the information that you just learned. Um, so seven hours is a great spot to be at more 
seven to eight is like the sweet spot. More than that, actually, there's studies show that you shouldn't get more than that um, unless you are a child, a teenager, um, going through early development and becoming a full-fledged human. You need more sleep than that, probably around 10 hours. Um, so sleep is incredibly important for our physical health as well because if you noticed your cravings, if you sleep less, you're going to crave more foods that you know aren't good for you. So if you're constantly sleep deprived, you're going to have memory fog. You're going to have brain fog. You're not going to be able to think as clearly as you could. You're also going to crave a lot of foods that you know you shouldn't eat. So packaged foods, sugary foods, um, things that aren't actually good for your health. Sweets, pastries, cookies, chocolate, tons of you know, like sweetened chocolate, um, things like that. So you're going to be craving those a lot more and you're going to give in to those cravings because you're sleep deprived and you can't think right. Um, so making sure that's the other important thing about sleep. Like it, it helps you feel fuller. It helps you have less cravings and make better decisions. Like why wouldn't you want more sleep? Rather than going for the cold plunge, the sauna, the red light therapy, this supplement that's going to make me lose 10 pounds, it's going to make you lose 10 pounds, not. Um, sleep is one of the biggest factors in our health, so don't ignore it. Create good routines around it, like having a dark room, like not having electronics around you 30 to 60 minutes before bed like meditating before bed, clearing your brain, maybe journaling, because a lot of people have racing thoughts when they're going heading down to bed. And that's because they've never addressed these thoughts throughout the day. They're always going from one thing to the next, one test to the next, one fire to the next fire. And if you're not taking time to, you know, be with yourself, sit with yourself and think about what is going on in your own brain, in your own feelings, in your own thoughts, of course, you're going to race, have racing thoughts at night. Like, of course, you're going to be scrolling through your brain all these thoughts are finally popping up about what you, what's gotten on in your day how you felt during your day and it's good to take some time before you go to sleep to write it all out or meditate and have those come up and, and resolve them before you go to sleep um so other aspects of of sleep and and health like physical health um Having less sleep is an increased risk factor for cardiovascular health. So that's your heart and lungs. Um, it increases your risk of high blood pressure, stroke, or heart disease. It's linked to type 2 diabetes. Like I said earlier, you're going to have more cravings for things you shouldn't have. So that eating a lot of junk and having more fat makes it harder for you to process insulin or have that insulin response because if you're always flooding yourself with sugar a lot of insulin comes out and then you get less of a um, effect from insulin and our body makes that for that reason to control the amount of sugar in our bloodstream um, so all of that can happen if you are not sleeping enough so literally if you only take one thing away from this podcast it is sleep seven to eight hours, create a good nighttime routine, create a good wake up routine. Um, and really what that just means is go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time because your circadian rhythm is what also helps you sleep. So getting light in the morning, shutting off artificial light, blue light at night, 30 to 60 minutes before you go to bed is a great way to 
have a good sleep pattern and it'll make you feel more restful and it'll actually make you feel like you can fall asleep at the same time and wake up at the same time. And you won't even need an alarm to wake up at that time because your body's just so used to doing it. I wake up at 4 a.m. Even on the weekends, my body wants me to wake up at 4 a.m. Um, so, you know, that's what I do. I've created that routine and that rhythm of going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time. And it makes it easy for me to fall asleep, feel good, and function throughout my day. Um, other things that it helps, like if you actually get seven, eight hours of sleep, it improves your mental function. And if that happens, if you improve your mental functioning, you're less likely to blow up in the face of stress, whether it's work stress, spousal stress, kids stress, you're less likely to blow up in front of people because you can handle the stress better. Um, so you can recall things better. You can handle stress better. Your immune system works better as well. If you're getting sick all the time, maybe look at what your sleep habits are. Second big rock I would say is diet. It's more important than exercise because you can't out exercise a bad diet. So with exercise or diet, it's the most important thing you can do is what you put in your body because that's going to affect how you feel every day. It'll affect how you sleep as well. How, what you eat and how much you eat is the biggest factor in your metabolic health. And metabolic health just means your system of muscles, of your stomach, pancreas, kidneys, liver, all of those are encompassed in met metabolic health with insulin resistance as well. That's another part of metabolic health. Um, so metabolic diseases includes high blood pressure, high blood sugar, excess body fat, around your waist and above normal cholesterol levels. So it's estimated that more than 30% of the US population has metabolic disease. Now metabolic disease is a kind of over encompassing of everything. So type two diabetes would be part of metabolic disease. Um, and the fact, the figure of seen is 93% of Americans are not metabolically healthy. Like they don't have metabolic disease yet, but they aren't metabolically healthy. Um, and it stems from the choices that we're making in society today. So we're going for more convenience. We're going out to fast food. We're going with boxed dinners, packaged foods more often rather than fruits, rather than vegetables, rather than lean meat, rather than, you know, grass-fed butter, avocado oil, olive oil, like healthy fats and fish. We're moving away from having to go through the process of 30 to 60 minutes of cooking dinner to I want a five minute dinner, I want it now and I don't wanna take the time and effort to create this dinner. Um, so the good story, the good choices that you can make is not an extreme diet either. So like Whole30, like carnivore, even though it's helped a lot of people, carnivore is not the answer. What is the answer is eating whole food so what I just said, lean meat, potatoes, rice, vegetables, fruit, having that as your choices 80% of the time. And then the other 20%, you're not just gorging yourself on pizza, ice cream, burgers, all in one sitting. And that's like two days worth of calories right there. So it it's matters about how much you eat and what you eat because... You could still actually be metabolically healthy and eat McDonald's every single day 
if it's underneath the calorie needs for your day. So if you need to eat 2,200 calories per day to maintain your weight, you eat 2,100 calories of just McDonald's, technically you're not going to gain body fat. And that's one of the biggest predictors of metabolic disease is excess body fat. Um, you could do that. Now, you won't actually be as healthy as you could be because McDonald's doesn't make healthy food for you. They make quick, convenient food for you. Um, so you need to be able to eat enough to sustain your weight, have more protein because that's more satiating and fat. Usually protein has some fat in it. So I'm talking about meat. Um, easier to do rather than going through a life of eating McDonald's. Um, so we all know that factory farming in, is not the greatest thing, but it's better than having, it's like factory farming, I mean, chickens in a warehouse, pigs in a warehouse, all these animals close together, bunched up, they can't move around. Obviously that's not gonna be great, but it's gonna be better than having that processed packaged food. And you can also get around that by finding farmers that are actually doing the right things, grass-fed, pasture-raised animals, like how they should be and what they've done for their entire life is, uh, or entire existence as a as species. Um, so understand where your food, food's coming from. That's kind of important. Um, it's not as, as important as actually just eating whole food and real food rather than always going out to eat something else. Um, so another big thing to ask yourself with your diet is, can you identify where this food came from? Can you identify what it used to be? Like a blueberry, you can obviously identify where that came from and what it used to be. Broccoli, again, you can identify what it is and what it used to be and where it came from. Pork chop, you're going to know exactly where that came from. Now, obviously the farming way of doing it is different, but just knowing that there is a minimum, minimum amount of processing to get you that product, that food product. Now, if it's in a, in a box and it looks like a square cracker, there's a lot of things that has to happen for that square cracker to come into your house. So many different things that they have to take, take out and then try to put back in, and it just doesn't work as well um, for our bodies as humans. Um, so making sure for this second big rock is knowing partially where your food comes from, knowing what it is and how it got to you, and eating more whole foods eating enough to sustain your body weight. And maybe every once in a while you go a little bit over that, but not every single day. The third biggest rock is exercise. And exercise is more than just lifting weights. It's more than just running. You need to do both a cardiovascular exercise and a weightlifting exercise for you to be at optimal health and actually affect the way you look and feel every single day. Because just weightlifting isn't enough. I found that through my life. I was a big weightlifter and it's actually the only thing I ever wanted to do. I never wanted to do any cardio training because the cardio training I was doing was high intensity and it made me want to vomit every single time I did it. So finding a different way of doing cardio training, which I think low and slow is way better than the hit interval training. Um, now, some people have differences in what, what they enjoy, but as long as you're doing cardio and weights together, whatever cardio it is, Again, it could be swimming, it could be biking, it could be high intensity interval training, it could be a low and slow 
um, form of exercise, whether that is running um, or anything like that, or rowing, things like that. You need all of it. You can't just separate one and the other. If you want to have really good health and really good energy, it's not just weights, it's not just cardio, it's both of them together. Um, so you want to be able to, I would say, work out six days a week, 30 to 60 minutes. Three times of the week is weightlifting, three times a week is cardiovascular training. Um, and trying to find a sweet spot for yourself. Six days isn't actually that unreasonable if it's only 30 to 60 minutes a day. It's very doable. Um, you just have to make sure it's a priority for you. Like your health is not selfish to take care of your health because you're going to be showing up and having better energy and less stress with other people in your life, whether it's kids, spouse, work, all of those is going to be better because you are showing up as a better person because you're taking care of your health. Um, movement is medicine for your brain and your body. I think I've touched on that more than once on this podcast. Um, Weights is important because as you age, you're going to have less and less muscle because that's just how it works with the human body. They've researched it for years upon years. I'm not going to go into the deep dive of research on this podcast ever, but just know that as you age, you're going to get more and more sedentary and you're going to lose more and more muscle. So if you want to health age healthily and have be able to do all of the hobbies that you enjoy, be able to play with your grandkids as you get older, as you, you can still get up to down to the ground and back up, you're going to need to weightlift some, at some point. It doesn't have to be going for PRs. It doesn't have to be going for huge amounts of weight. You have to be able to lift your body weight pretty much like on a back squat. If you can lift your body weight on a back squat for 50, 60 years, you're going to have a pretty great life, I think. Um, and then also, there's been, I, I, I'm not going into research, but I know of a 75 year old cyclist or 80 year old cyclist that he's cycled his entire life. His legs have a ton of muscle on him so he can still do the activities that he enjoys doing and have a good quality of life for, for, for the foreseeable future until he can't cycle anymore, which who knows when that'll happen. Age is always going to catch up to us, but it matters because you can have a better quality of life for a longer period of time than if you didn't exercise at all. So sum it all up, the three biggest rocks that you need to focus on, sleep, creating a good sleep routine, a good nighttime routine, so 30 to 60 minute wind down, waking up the same time, getting some sunlight. If you're in Wisconsin or in the, anywhere north in the winter, really hard to do, so just get some sort of light in the morning. Um, Go to sleep at the same time, wake up at the same time. That's your circadian rhythm. It'll help you fall asleep easier. Um, diet, knowing what you're eating, where it came from. Can you identify what it used to be? How much you're eating? Because that matters more. You can eat really great food, like whole quality food, and eat it in excess, and you're still going to gain body fat, and you're still going to be a little bit more unhealthy than you would be if you were controlling how much you were eating um, for that. And then exercising. You need both cardiovascular and weight training. You can't skip either one. To have a better quality of life, having both, is it matters. It really matters because you're going to have more energy and be able to do more if your cardiovascular system is functioning optimally 
or better than it would if you were just sitting around and just weight lifting weights. And you're going to need to be able to get off the ground and get back up and hold kids, pick up groceries, grab things from above you, bring it down low for a long period of time to have a good quality of life. So you need to lift weights as well. Those are the three biggest rocks that you need to focus on and screw the rest of it. Screw the supplements, screw the red light therapy, screw the cold tubs, screw the saunas. If you just take care of those three big rocks, you are going to have a much improved life. Don't listen to anything anybody else is telling you. You can't skip sleep. You can't skip a poor diet. You can't out-exercise that. And you need to do cardiovascular training and weightlifting. Thank you for listening. This has been the Inner Journeys, Outer Ventures podcast. We'll see you next time.